Welcome to the Global Investor Podcast, a show that focuses on helping foreign investors enter the lucrative U.S. real estate market. Host Charles Carrillo combines decades of real estate investing experience with a professional background in international banking to interview experts in all areas of U.S. real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Charles Carrillo. Welcome to another episode of the Global Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Carrillo. Today we have Yana Manotas. She's a founder and principal attorney at our law office based in Miami, Florida, which specializes in providing legal services to real estate buyers and foreign investors in Florida. Yana is originally from Russia and has been in Florida since 2007. She has graduated from both law schools in the Russian Federation and in uh, the United States. So thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you, Charles. Thank you for having me today. So I, I briefly uh, touched on your professional background. And uh, are you able to expand on that a little bit prior to starting your current law firm in, uh, in Miami? Sure, sure. My experience um, starts in Russia, where I first obtained my legal degree, uh, my first legal degree. Um, once I moved to the United States, to Florida to be particular, I graduated from University of Miami, obtained my Florida bar license, and uh, from then on, my local legal career started to develop. Uh, I worked for a national firm where I assisted in representation of a multinational in international arbitration proceedings. I also worked for an uh, international company where we assisted multinationals as well um, with their real estate and corporate holdings and private asset protection. And uh, with that uh, international (laughs) exposure and working with multinationals and being international myself, I um, continued and opened my own firm where I continue representing foreign clients. Okay. And are the most of your clients that are investing in the U.S., are they, um, are they in here to, are they, uh, so they're investing for cash flow or to make money, or is it people that are coming from Russia, from other countries that are for a second home, a vacation home, something like that? I see both. Um, in Florida, you know, the beautiful climate and beaches, yeah, it's especially attractive for Russian clients. Mm. Uh, the warm weather, opportunities for children education, uh, all those factors. Uh, of course, because of that, we see a lot of purchase of vacation homes. Um, but from the other hand, Miami is actively growing. It's rapidly growing right now. It has a huge infrastructure with uh, banking and uh, investment uh, institutions, which allows uh, you know foreign investors to feel uh, secure and feel uh, good about investing in the, in the United States here and Florida particularly as well. So we see both. What is the what factor pretty much attracts most people to the United States? Is it um, like political? It's a little bit more stable than other countries. Definitely or? stability. Definitely mm-hmm. stability. Yeah, because I see uh, from in in Miami as well. You have a lot of South American buyers that are coming in that have always been there, uh, especially like Venezuela, Brazil, Colombia, all other yes, we see that all. Yeah, it's great. And what kind of what kind of properties are they mainly purchasing? The ones that you work with, are they working with? Um, are they purchasing, say, multifamily apartment buildings, um, specifically single condos, um, different type of uh, real estate assets? Are they focusing on? 
Uh, I see my office is in the financial uh, center of Miami and Brickell. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, around here, a lot of new projects that recently been developed, uh, specifically it's condominium buildings. And uh, we see a lot of interest from uh, South American uh, clients as well as American clients from New York uh, in acquisition of those uh, units in separate condominiums buildings. I see personally, I have a lot of closing in that regard. I think it's a buyer's market right now. So people trying to take uh, this time. What are the, being, uh, I mean, being part of, being from Russia, being part of the bar in Russia, um, you've definitely, what are the differences you see between purchasing properties in the U.S. versus Russia? If you had a client that was from Russia that was interested in the United States, how would you, how would you phrase it, what they're going to find here that would be different from what they would find in Russia when purchasing real estate? The process is completely different, uh, although a lot of times clients come to Florida and uh, they don't realize that and they continue with the thinking of the russian uh bag you know process of how to purchase the property so the first what i would say the foremost the most important is the contract itself in florida when you and we're talking about residential purchase right now uh, when you per- want to purchase a, a unit, let's say condominium, uh, you, your realtor will use a standard contract, uh, which uh, will be used as a negotiation instrument uh, during the um, process. In Russia, that process happens most of the time verbally. In Florida, you put a contract, the realtor uses the standard contract, puts the price, sends it to the seller, seller looks at it, uh, most of the time by hand or through electronic systems or other systems that are commonly used um, by realtors, corrects the price and sends back uh, a counter And then it goes back and forth a few times. Uh, ultimately, the same agreement that was initially used will become the final contract that will uh, guide and, uh, you know, will be the main contract for the entire transaction. In Russia, you don't sign a contract like that. Uh, you negotiate the price, you negotiate the terms of the closing, and the contract itself is signed on the day of the closing. So a lot of times, uh, Russian buyers and specifically, they feel like they can walk away from the transaction at any time until the closing has happened. Oh. Because it it commonly happens in Russia without huge consequences. In Florida, it works very different. Uh, if you're on the contract, there are certain obligations that you have to follow. So that those is one aspect that is very different. Another thing that um, uh, escrow is not commonly used in Russia for a prop. Uh, it's been more used recently. What I heard from my colleagues in Russia more and more, but it's usually escrow of a bank, not an escrow of an attorney. So uh, usually you sign the contract, you agreed on the price, and you have about three to five days to make your first initial deposit. Most of the time in Russia, it's money handed to the seller directly. As you uh, you might know, in Florida, in order to secure uh, your transaction, the, the security deposit is made to the account of an escrow uh, 
attorney to the trust account or to an account of uh, escrow account of a title company. So uh, that confusion, it confuses clients definitely a lot of times. And there are a lot of situations where deposit is not being made to the right person or to the right entity. And uh, that's why it's important to consult with an attorney, uh, I guess, uh, at that point um, as a potential buyer. Another um, aspect which is interested is inspection period. Uh, in Florida, once you sign a contract to purchase, you have approximately, depending on what you negotiated, 10 to 15 days to inspect the property and to walk away from the transaction if you uh, don't like it. Hmm. It's not very common to do inspections in, uh, in Russia. At least during my time there, I haven't heard about that. I think it's a very good tool to identify and to understand what you're buying. And uh, another reason for, um, for that maybe because in purchases in Russia, Things like appliances or pictures that are attached to the property are not necessarily part of the you know, of what you're buying oh. unless it's specifically included in the contract. So a lot of times, my clients who come and purchase, uh, they found an interesting house or interesting property, or apartment, and they ask me, uh, "Okay, can we also purchase this kitchen?" that comes with it or will this be included the wine cooler or this and that uh, if i'm already involved in the process a lot of times at that stage uh, they deal with their real but um all those questions come up from specifically from russian clients because it's not common there. Um, and finally uh, on this question is uh, title policy <clears throat> At the end of the purchase in Florida, and I'm as being a title agent myself, my firm will issue a title policy that you keep uh, together with your recorded warranty deed uh, as uh, the document that you received at the transaction, at the purchase. In Russia, there is no um, idea, there is no <laughs> such a concept as title policy, period. And uh, for many, many people, uh, it's very confusing. Why do you need to insure something that happened before you purchase the property? And that's what pretty much what you insure. And you're not insuring anything in the future as typical insurance policy. Will. But you're ensuring that the title that you receive in today is marketable, it's clean, as of any deficiencies or any title clouds. And if anything come up in the future, the value of your property, what you have invested up to your purchase price is protected. That's very interesting. What is the usually in the United States, usually it's 30 to 45 days from the time maybe we put a deposit on to the time that we can say we're going to close on. In most situations, if we have a mortgage, um, maybe 60 days. The What is the normal time for the time from where you verbally are interested in a property in Russia versus the time that you're actually purchasing it? Is that much shorter because it's done verbally? Um, is that, or is it longer or, you know, it depends it's, on your debt? Yeah, it depends on each situation. If you're involved in a financing and the bank is involved, most likely it will be more or less the same what you see in the United States, about 30 to 45 days uh, if it's a cash transaction. Uh, and since we don't have a, con if it's a condominium, sometimes the delay in Florida is that you need to obtain a proper approval of the condominium management company 
to purchase or to sell this unit. In Russia, we don't have that. Uh, it's very rare. Uh, actually, in fact, even if there's a management company in place, uh, it, it doesn't condition um, the purchase on its approval. So the timeline is very, uh, could, could vary. Okay. The, um, uh, when, you're, when somebody comes to you for the first time, they're looking to purchase the property. And what, say I'm interested in investing or buying a property in the United States or in Florida specifically, what are the first few steps that you would suggest that person to take um, before actually looking at properties or before actually, uh, especially getting into a contract? Um, I think the first, uh, in theory, I, I would recommend uh, to sit down with a real estate attorney, sit down with a tax attorney, and possibly with a state planning attorney, right? In, in practice, in, in real life, it doesn't happen. Uh, my clients here on vacation, they arrive with their family to enjoy the beach over the winter, and they started to look around, and they uh, they they're curious. They started to call a friend, recommended them a, a real estate agent. The agent located them a property. They are already leaving from their vacation, and the real estate agent now contacts me and says, "Look, my client is leaving in five days or in two days. A lot of times, he found this property. What does he need to do before he leaves?" So that's how it happens in real life. So I would highly recommend to to think about it with time and uh, to to come to this uh, decision together with your advisors. Is it suggested that they have counsel and representation in their home country as well that might be able to converse with you, especially if they're Russian? I imagine that's not not a problem. Yeah, that will be very helpful for me to understand uh, the priorities for the specific client. Uh, if I uh, can discuss, uh, you know, and understand uh, the entire structure or the plan structure or recommend the structure to an advisor who is consulting a client in Russia specifically, so we can address all different aspects from each country. It will be very helpful and I highly recommend And In fact, every time I deal with a client, um, I do suggest them that. Is it a problem uh, getting funds? We have it with sometimes with Chinese investors in certain other countries in the Middle East of getting funds out of their home country. So Russian uh, specifically, is it difficult to get funds out if they're going to purchase a property, say for, you know, cash in the United States? Is that, is that ever been an issue for any of your clients? Um, not, uh, I, uh, there are different ways to transfer the money. There are certain banking disclosures that are in place and required. There are uh, fees associated with that, but I haven't seen a, a difficulty of my clients to transfer funds. A lot of times they have, uh, for those clients that already have structure in place, some of their funds are dispersed throughout different entities and different jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. uh, so it makes it easier uh, from those jurisdictions they have no issues with. But in Russia specifically, I haven't identified any shortcomings in that regard. Okay. Yeah, it's just certain countries that I've heard that have had an issue. I didn't know if that was similar with Russia. I've never heard it. Um, so for your firm, you're able to provide in addition to corporate formation and buyer representation. What other areas of law does your, does your firm cover? 
as we also assist with uh, landlord all questions related to commercial leasing a lot of times uh, especially with the clients that have facilitated their investment visas uh, they they require to have uh, it's a restaurant uh, they need the commercial space it's office uh, space so and Again, with the differences and with the pressure with the, from their immigration attorney, uh, they are trying to move on everything fast. And commercial leasing is very, um, it's usually long-term contracts and the contracts that are about 80 pages on average. So a lot of time clients just sign it outright. They don't want to uh, worry about reading through that. So we guide our clients as well with the commercial leasing process. Um, and everything that comes through uh, after signing the contract, um, their dealings with landlord or vice versa with tenants. Um, we also provide escrow services to our clients. That's interesting. I imagine there's a lot of handholding that goes in when someone's coming from any country, coming to a different country, and they want to be involved with a business that might have licensing, like you said before, a commercial establishment, um, a restaurant, something like this, where they, I mean, even, even Americans might not understand what's going on with their licensing. And you have to kind of guide them through the whole process of what they're going to do, uh, what needs to be done so they can stay, you know, above the board with their company and to make sure that everything pans out in their favor. Um, so that's very interesting. Um, I know a couple CPAs that work with getting, they'll put together the LLCs or they'll put together the ITIN numbers and they'll help them to kind of fast track it through. Is that something that you work with any CPAs on that, that help you to, um, get the, get a client, um, ready to do business or ready to, um, what I'm trying to say is sometimes it's faster if you have a professional like a CPA that does it versus if I went on and got my ITIN number. Is that something that you work with as well to kind of fast track them along so they can get started quicker? Imagine if they're in a rush. Uh, we always work with CPAs and the question of ITIN numbers comes up a lot when their clients trying to sell the property. Uh, okay. because you're probably aware of the FIRPTA uh, withholding mm -hmm. that we are required to co collect at the closing. And if there is a 15% uh, withholding uh, when there is a real estate transfer of uh, anything above 300000 There are certain exceptions uh, to the rule, but uh, we always work with the CPAs. To assist us with obtaining uh, IT number, we're filing all required forms with the IRS, and uh, definitely the process is much faster and is more reliable. And uh, ev everyone concentrates on their task, right. so we uh, make sure that uh, client gets exactly what he needs timely. Okay, well that's awesome. Yeah, it's great to have that information. How can someone learn more about um, your business and about um, about yourself? Uh, by going to our website, www.manotaslaw.com, by calling our office, we're in Florida, our number is 305-347-5160. Okay. And I will put all of your contact information and uh, in the show notes for both the podcast and for YouTube. So I want to appreciate, mm -hmm. uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. And it's a lot of value that you add in. I know our listeners will uh, be able to contact you if they have any questions. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good Thank one. you. Thank you very much. 
Hi guys, this is Charles from the Global Investors Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in investing in real estate and you don't know where to begin, set up a free 15-minute strategy call with me at schedulecharles.com. That's schedulecharles.com. Thank you for listening to the Global Investor Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to get new weekly episodes. For more resources and to receive our newsletter, please visit globalinvestorpodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Harborside Partners Incorporated exclusively.